Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back. The book is out, I think you know. (laughs) We just had our book launch, our virtual book launch party, which was super fun. And I just want to thank everybody who came, everyone who showed up and asked questions. And we had some uh, giveaways and prizes. And a huge shout out to my friend, Susan Guthrie, who um, moderated the party. It was a really great time. So thanks for everybody who came. And if you missed it, well, there will be more. There's going to be more celebrations and events and stuff like that. Just stay tuned. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, that's a great place to get all the information about what's coming up and happening um, around the book launch. That's at the Divorce Survival Guide on Instagram. So today I have my friends, T.H. Irwin and Jessica Klingbaum. They are back with me. They are the co-founders of the online platform X Experts. They're best friends who got divorced at the same time 14 years ago, but had totally different divorce experiences. And they realized back then that they didn't have the right resources to understand all the options and different choices they needed to make, but they did have each other. So they use their own divorce experiences to create a place online where anyone can go for any phase of of divorce to answer all the questions and to feel educated about the process and everything that goes into it. And today we're having an awesome conversation about all the shit that you realize when you get divorced that you didn't think about before you got divorced. Like what happens when you have two kids and you need to take one of them to the emergency room in the middle of the night, but you don't want to wake up the other one, stuff like that. (laughs) So TH and Jess are here today giving us their uh, single mom moments, divorced mom moments, moments of oh shit, so that you might be better prepared should you come upon these moments um, in your own divorce. And if you have any that we missed why don't you send them to us um, on Instagram? When I promote this episode, you can go and leave your oh shit moments in the comments. Uh, love to hear some more of these divorced mom moments from you guys. But until then, here are TH and Jessica. TH and Jess, thank you so much for coming back on. It's been a while since I've had you guys on the show. So I'm so happy. We we like we talk all the time and we do all sorts of stuff together, but then I was like, we were like, wait a minute, I haven't had you guys on my show in a long time. We are happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having us back. Love, love chatting it up with you. Yes. Yes. Same. So, okay, we're talking about single mom moments. Yes. This runs the gamut, right? From like fun and exciting to 
oh, fuck, it's like three o'clock in the morning and the, you know, your child has a fever and I don't have any. Right, that's right. Or right. your or alarm something. is going off right. or you your have, kid yeah. hurts like we have stories. Like, we have yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a rat in my house. That's, that's one of mine. Right. Or the toilet's clogged. Right. Right. Let's yeah. That's not supposed to be my job. That's exactly I mean, right. There's a oh, you know what? I have, like, I have a first one. I have my okay. first one, which was, um, and then we'll get to all of yours, <laughs> but it was the very first garbage night in my new house. And like garbage was not my job. Garbage was very was not squarely. Your fucking job. That was not my fucking job. That uh-huh. was like squarely my husband's domain. And so the first night I, I remember I was like, I had gone out, I was in heels and I got home and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I got, I, I have to take the garbage out. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now it's your fucking job. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. And I'm like teetering and like, you know, stilettos and, right. you know, going right. out looking really hot. Right. And I was like, this is, this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah. that was my yeah. first like, oh, wait, I'm alone. Oh, wait, I have to do everything. Right. So that's like a reality check for like your new set of chores. Right. But what about in case of an emergency? And so we have a list of things that you really should, you know, be ready with and yeah. get ahead of. Because when an emergency happens, you have to know that you have a fallback or, you know, you know what to do. There's an action plan. There's somebody Such to call. Point. There's Right, right. Such a good point. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, and now there's all these great co-parenting apps. We didn't have those back in the day. Right. But now make sure that you are sharing with your ex, your kids, doctors, their blood type, their vaccines, um, which hospital you want them to go right. to, any preferred physicians, all of that has to be on there because even if you don't want your child to go with their their other parent, they're going with the other parent. That's you right. All what happens there and That's stuff right. happens as much at your house as at your ex's house. Right. And you're doing it for your kids. You're not doing it for your ex, if that helps some of us like get over that. Right. Exactly. Right. Reframe, reframe, reframe. This is not about your ex. This is about your kids. That's right. Right. So make sure all the medical stuff is a hundred percent shared with your ex. And if you don't use apps, then send it to him on his phone and let him save it as a favorite or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's a great one. You also, in terms of just whoever's on your like emergency contact list. Yes. Yeah. you, You really should know who they're putting on the list and even for yourself, like making sure that you have a trusted person on that list in case you are not available. Right. I mean, your backup. Yeah. And right. Your kids yes. are on your watch. Right. Exactly. You need to like be prepared for how things are going to be handled. Yeah. Especially considering if you're, if your ex isn't around, like one of my first really scary single mom moments was shortly after we had separated and my kids were two and four and I was living in an apartment alone and it was like a Sunday evening, probably like 5.30, 5.45, like just before dinner. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was playing maybe two feet away from where I was sitting and a piece of furniture, because the apartment had been 
partially furnished. Uh, this very heavy table fell over onto her. She was two years old. She was this big. Also. And oh my I could not, with my strength, I could not lift up the table. So I'm in the apartment, like screaming. My son's four. He's like running around, doesn't know what's going on. My daughter's screaming on the floor and I'm alone. And so you, you know, in those moments, you get like your superhuman strength and like that adrenaline right. kicks in. And I was finally able to lift the table off of her. But then I'm like, I need to go to the hospital because what if she had like internal bleeding or something? 100%. So throwing snacks in a bag and juice boxes because they hadn't eaten yet. Now I'm going to be at the hospital for the next five hours. And I go and the whole time, I, like I was so frazzled, I was calling my ex just to alert him. Like, this is kind of what's going on. Yeah. And he's like not answering texts and he's not answering the phone. I had forgotten he had, was out of the country. He was on a business trip and I, I had forgotten and it didn't really matter because I had the kids for like, for the, you know, for that five day period. Uh-huh. And so that that's it. Like You're I was alone. completely alone. Right. And, and didn't even have like the, the sense, off. right. To like know who to call other than going to the hospital. So it just right. really is important for you guys to also just to that end too. Like some people are like, I don't care what they're doing. I don't need to know what's going on in their lives. But the truth is you do need to know yeah. if your ex is going away and listen out because if there's an emergency with you, you need to know. That's yeah. right. I, I, I say this all the time because, you know, my ex and I to this day, now it's just become habit and like a funny joke, but like we send each other, have always sent each other flight information. Absolutely. And every time we land, wherever we're going, we text landed. Yep. And like, we now we we still do it because our you know my our son's 18 but like we're we're still co-parents that's right that's we're right. still co-parents and i need to know if the man has like if there is an earthquake like we live in southern california if there is an earthquake i i kind of need to know if he's caught in it yes you do kind of need <laughs> right. to know that right right yeah, i need to that. know if he's not going to be able to come and back me up in the hospital cuz he's out of the country 100% right. Yeah. I think that so many people just think like, oh, once I'm divorced, I don't have to, I don't have anything to do with them. And I don't want to have to tell them what I'm doing. And, but it's like, you, they're not thinking rationally about like in the God forbid moments, right. what you're right. going to do and how mm -hmm. beneficial it actually is to be able yes. to have at least that, you know, method of conversation where you can give each other the bare basic minimum right right so in you know in any case that's no. right and listen i don't need to know that he's out of the country with his new girlfriend Correct. i don't need to know the reasons or the whatever right. Right. Uh, all right. i need to know is that is where he is if he's reachable if he can help me if he's local if he's in a time zone that's eight hours ahead and right. it's 3 30 in the morning his time right right well exactly even you know, more complicated now after COVID with a lot of relocation. My ex doesn't even live in the state anymore. He lives in Florida and he lives all the way out on Long Island. So he is not wow. within any area to help me in any way, shape or form. And honestly, we did not communicate. We communicated through a lawyer. So it took, I would, I would call Jessica or my friend or a neighbor sometimes before I would even call him because it's just going to be contentious and, and he's going to just, you know, blame you turn around and well, of course this happened in right. your house. Right. So oh, sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. So if it's not an emergency and like there's stuff going on, you can call a friend. So my single yes. mom moment was my kids were all home and everybody had their own room. 
And at like three o'clock in the morning, the TV went on downstairs, which was under my bedroom. It just turned on. And I was like, oh my God, I think somebody's in in the house. house. Of course. On the TV so that they couldn't be heard. So I called the police who knew I was a single mom, by the way, when I moved into that house, I live in the burbs. I had called my local police to let them know that at this address is a single mom. I'm not sure what a man would have done. I didn't even know you could do that. I'm like, what did they say? I've never heard of that. Well, in my town, you can. But but I'm pretty sure that whenever we thought someone was in our house when I was married, he was like, you go, you go. Here, here's the golf club. <laughs> right. You go downstairs. Right. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I was freaking out. So the cops go, okay. Um, I said, well, I, I'm alone here with my kids. He goes, well, go in your room, go in your kid's room. I'm like, which kid? Yeah, <laughs> right. Steve. Sophie's choice. Right. Which room do I? That's, That's right. That's exactly what I said. So my oldest daughter's room backs up to mine. My other two kids are, are not, you know, against our rooms. And they both sleep through fireworks and like alarms. But I hear my daughter knocking on my, what's going on, mom? What's happening? I'm like, all right, I'm going in her room. She's she's awake. The other two, I could be robbed and they would sleep through the whole thing. But like, holy single mom moment. It's like, I have three kids anyway. And when you have more than two and and you don't have a parent for each kid and you're like, all right, well, you know, now that kid's got to share a mom or got to share a dad. You know, there's not a parent dedicated for that kid. So that was my single mom moment. And it's so if you live in a suburb, you live in a small town, let the police know that you are a single parent living in that home. And so when you call them, hopefully they're seeing the address that you're a single mom, but don't be afraid to remind them that yeah. you're a single mom in the house. And, and, to, that and get end, to know your neighbors, man. That's get exactly know- what I was going to say. Yep. Wait, by the way, no one robbed my house. There was like a weird thing like with the universe turning on my TV, like a UFO or something. Or poltergeist. Right, or poltergeist. <laughs> so good <laughs> house yeah, yeah, yes. You take a deep breath when you're in holy shit freak out mode and then put on your big girl pants and like mm-hmm, pick a mm-hmm. kid or lift up a table yeah. or haul out the garbage after you get over your, ugh, this is not where I alone. And we're having this conversation because like we've been through it, we've had these moments and we want to pass on to everyone listening, be prepared. <laughs> like this is shit you don't think about. This is just shit you just don't think about. And so right. we we have been through it so we're 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 just telling you to think about it. You know, when when we get to separated in divorce, I mean a lot of what we're thinking about in terms of preparation is like the emotional and mental preparation for yourself and for your kids. You know, getting everyone through it, making sure that everyone's okay, you know, dealing with that whole end of it or the preparation that you're doing with regards to like making sure you have your financials in order, making sure that you understand, you know, with your lawyer what the settlement options are like we're just talking about life. Like you said, like the shit you don't think about. That's right. Just to be able to be prepared. Right. Your lawyer is not telling you this. No one's telling you this. I have a friend who lives um, in the suburbs and has what she calls a go bag, Mm -hmm. which I guess a lot of people have. I don't. She's like in it are like, you know, the kids' passports, their birth certificates, like some cash, you know, a flashlight. I'm like, all I'm saying is, that's, like, I think, very reasonable to a lot of people 
to sure. have something like right. that sort of, you know, like God forbid there's a fire or an earthquake or, or something. Or if you're in an abusive relationship right. also, what you a, need a go bag right. to get the But this is out. like the stuff that, every you know, day. yeah, right, literally, you yeah. know, your kid falls off the swing outside and you're, you have to deal with it. And then also just dealing, if you live in a home, you have to deal with the house. So Jessica, you know, we're talking about like toilets overflowing, but if your toilet's overflowing, then where's your water shutoff valve? You have to know where that is. That's right. Where your fuse box is, if your lights aren't going on, you have to know how to reset your alarm in case you have mice chewing on a wire, setting the thing off all night. It has happened. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you are going to live in a house, even right. if he's there or she's there, um, you have to know emergencies in your house yes. and how to handle Right. Yeah. You, have, you, you know, should have a fire who you're calling. Like, or if your washing machine floods or overflows, mm-hmm. you you shut off the water. Right. Yeah. You should have like a home manual, right? Yeah. Of all of these things. Like, yeah. it can be, it's one of those things that, like, you don't think about it when you're two people and, like, one of you knows how to handle this or one of you knows how to handle that or whatever. But, like, when you're a single person, it can be really useful to have. And I'm sure they have these like on Amazon or something, right? A home manual where you like write, have all of this information in one place. Like, oh, who do I call when the, when the washer, washing machine explodes? Okay. Who do I, you know, call when the alarm goes off and doesn't stop? Who do it's I call like, when I have a rat infestation? Me? I call right, my ex-husband. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, but you know, what are your ex-husbands going to do about that? Well, no, I know. Mine did. Mine did. I, I'm so lucky. I live in an apartment building. I, ca- I call the doorman. You call the super. Right. right. I call the super. Right. But like right. my brother who is, is not divorced, but he has a house that he's about to be renting out on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, it's going to need to put together exactly what you're saying. So I feel like think about it in that term. If you were going to have out-of-town right. guests come and stay in your house and you weren't going to be there for whatever reason, mm-hmm. what are all of the emergency things that you would need to tell them? That should all be somewhere. We actually did a podcast on Divorce Etc. Center. We interviewed Tamisha Porcher. Amazing. And she, is cre- she had created Toolbox Divas because she wanted to renovate a house. So she okay. talked about how her father was handy and Amazing. she now she's sponsored by Home Depot. But if you listen to season two, episode 10 of Divorce, Etc., she tells you the tools you have to have in your house. Like the five most important she tells tools you, you should have. Yeah, the stuff that I you love need to have in your house. If you're alone in your house, maybe something needs to be fixed that you could actually do. So she oh, yeah. takes I do it all. the top five things. Yeah, She's absolutely. Amazing. It's a great episode. Definitely yeah. worth listening to. If anyone's listening, I, I need a new drill. My drill busted, but I'm. Oh, she I'm doing a drill. Yeah, that was one of the things. Wait, you. Oh have to yeah, listen. Episode. I I will listen to that episode, and we'll link to it in the show notes. Learn to be handy, right? There's yes. a great Facebook group called Handy Women, and it is so inspiring because it's all women, badass women. Like I'm handy. My dad was a contractor, right? So I learned how to build kitchens when I was little. Now I'm not. Pu- I, I'm not building kitchens. Very handy. I'm but very handy. These handy women, let me tell you, they redo, they like redo their floors. Or replace the tile. That's what Tamisha does. They they redo like everything. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was handy. Y'all are like, (laughs) but it's really inspiring. I'm here. I have like in my sink, my kitchen sink, you know, like a pump with dish soap in it. 
Uh-huh. I don't know, the spring must be broken or something. I pull it out and I rub the soap on things when I need it because the pump doesn't pump anymore. <laughs> and I don't even know what to do with it. I could fix that, Jessica. I, I would fix that. Next time you're in New York, let me know. So the other thing is we all know that our kids struggle a lot after, you know, when you're, they see a lot, they already know things aren't good in the house. And then you're telling them that you're divorcing. And then you're telling them that you're going to live in two homes and there's going to be a schedule. And you're telling them all of this stuff for a single mom prep moment. I went to my oldest daughter's teacher because she yeah. was having severe anxiety. She wasn't Absolutely. sleeping at night. And I knew when she wasn't with me, she needed somebody still who she could rely on. And so yes. I still felt like a single mom because her dad wasn't going to be able to help. And so what do us moms do? We mobilize, right? So if you have a teacher who your kid really, yep. you know, enjoys being with, even if it's a teacher from last year or a study skills teacher, whoever it is, and if not, then tell the guidance counselor at your school, my child is struggling. We are initiating divorce. I want them to know that they can come to you because I am not in school with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So very, you know, it's very, very important. I, I always, I have that in my, how to get divorced, whatever. Like you, when you're t t about telling the kid, how to tell the kids is that like, you've got to, and I, and I say, you know, you've got to tell the teachers yeah. that this is happening because they're going to be acting out and right. you don't want them punished for their behavior. Right. Um, but also the other thing I say is don't, don't have, don't tell, tell the teacher not to approach the kid. Right? That's right. Cause they don't want to feel stigmatized or like, Special. right. Right. Or like, you know, yeah. Right. Are you okay? Right. right. Like, no, right. just like, what's but, wrong with Johnny. Yeah. Just know that just to alert them that, that the whatever behavior changes you, they might see are for a reason that will require yeah. like compassion, not discipline. Right. Right. And if there are issues that are glaring, then the guidance counselor should be calling you and saying, listen, this is what's happening in school. But that's what a sing. I mean, we're saying single mom moments, but it could be a single parent moment. Right. That's so right. sorry to all of you guys out there, but we're the moms. So we talk about it from a mom perspective, but it is yeah. a single parent moment. If you're a single mm -hmm. parent, these are the things that you yeah. need to be sure of that your kids support group goes beyond you. That's right. And now for a quick word from our sponsor, the all new fully revised, should I stay or should I go? After three years of this program existing in the world and changing women's lives, I decided to give it a full makeover. The all new version has all new videos, a podcast like audio stream, if you want to take the work on the go and completely updated resources for deepening your learning. The program consists of six core modules. The first of which is, who are you? This is the section in which you dig deeply into your own personal development and get in touch with your inner guide, slay your inner critics, mine for values, and learn how to set healthy boundaries. The second module is how you learn to love and helps you understand your attachment style, love languages, and how to properly love and care for the most important person in all of this, yourself. Module three is called, Why Are Women So Exhausted? And breaks down some of the issues around toxic masculinity and male entitlement, the myth of being a stay-at-home mom, and answers the question, 
He's fine. Why can't I just be happy? Module four is all about understanding abuse and includes videos on trauma bonds, understanding the cycles of abuse, particularly how they play out in your own relationship, and addresses addiction, infidelity, and mental illness. Module 5 is all about healing and moving forward and includes videos about therapy, couples therapy, healing from betrayal, emotional regulation, and grief. This section also includes my 90-minute workshop, Tackling Codependence, as well as my signature relationship inventory that will help you gain complete clarity on all the parts of your marriage and figure out what's his and what's yours. And module six answers the question, is the grass really greener on the other side? With in-depth videos on dating, cultural and religious isolation, and what happens if you end up alone forever? Spoiler, you probably won't. Whether you decide to stay or go, this program will set you up for a lifetime of clarity and fulfillment. And if you've already decided to go, the program will help you unpack all that's happened and help you heal so that you can move forward without repeating the same mistakes that got you here in the first place. This program is priced super low at just $697. And if you use the code PODCAST, when you check out, you'll get $50 off the full price. What are you waiting for? You have been agonizing with this decision for long enough. It's time to finally know, should you stay or should you go? And now back to our episode. I was just going to say, like, in terms of that, and, and, it, and it probably is, again, stereotype more towards women, but I was telling some friends of mine a story the other night at dinner, like, and this isn't in case of an emergency single mom moment. This is just something, you know, the, like, to show the kinds of things you don't necessarily think about. My ex did not grow up in a big, like, sports family. His mm-hmm, dad had mm-hmm. grown up outside of the U.S., and so they were really much more into cars than into sports. So my ex really was, he'll go to a game if he gets invited, but like, he's not like pursuing that kind of thing. So it occurred to me when my son was younger and all of his friends were like going with their dads to go to hockey games, go to baseball games, go to football games, watching the games with their dads during the week and on the weekends. And my son wasn't doing that because his dad is not so interested in sports. So I had actually called a good friend of mine that lived nearby. They didn't have any kids yet. And I said, can we come over on the weekend? And can Jake sit with Dustin watching the football game that day so that Mm -hmm. he can just kind of Dustin can sort of casually explain to Jake what's going on during the game so that mm-hmm. Jake can start knowing. Football is like not an easy sport to pick up. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot yeah, of things going on. Understand. I still don't and get it. Do you know I how many really times it's been explained to me? Right. But so. I felt like, you know, that's in a weird way. Like sports is a life skill for people to have. Sure. Like yeah. being yeah. able to go out and understand and be socializing in the context right. of that. So right. we went there so that someone else could kind of show my son the ropes when it came to watching sports. Like that for me was a single mom moment. Like, yeah, yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That with his dad. Right. Well, yeah. You knew he wasn't going to get that with his dad. No. Right. And, and right. it wasn't even because it's like his dad isn't like, isn't around. It's, it's just like, his dad isn't that guy. He's just not that guy. No, that was that's my right. You know, I think that's true for everybody. Like when we found out we were having a boy, my ex like freaked out because he didn't feel like enough of a, you know, manly jock man. Right. And he was like, but who's going to teach him how to throw a football? And I was like, right. Uncle Greg, I 
right? <laughs> and who's going to teach him how to pitch a you know, throw a, a, a baseball? And I was like, Uncle Kevin. <laughs> right, we had right. friends. You know, Uncle Greg was a former professional NFL linebacker, oh, right? That's like, a good connection. Oh my god! Football. I mean, now you can just do it on YouTube. Even together. if your ex did know how to throw a football, I would still let Uncle Kevin be the I one to tell him how to do it. The one, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, whether you're single or or not, right? We, you know, you call in the people. You know, I, I we chose my best friend as Emmett's godfather. Because he's Buddhist and because I felt like my son needed some sort of grounded spiritual energy in his life, you know, and he's been a huge asset to that. Like we can't be all things to our kids. Right. And it shouldn't be like the idea shouldn't be to pressure people of like, okay, well, you're getting divorced and you're dealing with all this shit over here. And now you got to start thinking about, you know, who's going to teach this life skill to the kid and this life skill to the kid. I mean, like, no. It's okay for everyone listening. Like, they'll be find who their you way. Are, yeah, but just things to think yeah. about when you have the time. It wasn't right. like the week after I got divorced. I'm like, oh my god, someone needs to teach teach my kid how to play football. But right. like, as you are going through the process and as you come out of it and are moving forward, these are some things to think about. The and the other thing, by is, the way, my son, you know, still can't throw a football or a baseball. So like, whatever. I'm like, he's fine. <laughs> A lot of good that did, Uncle. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that came to mind as a single mom, but I'm sure it's single parents, is teaching your kids, like you were saying, you know, throw football. Like, I'm a big skier, Mm -hmm. so I put a lot upon myself to teach my kids to ski. Now, picture a four, six, and eight year old carrying skis, wearing their boots walking up to this little mountain to ski and there's me sweating yeah. right and freaking out and and you go here and you go there and I've got to pee and I want hot chocolate and it's too cold and blah 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 and blah. I can't I gotta get out of the snowsuit and like, right, right, right 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 so listen I did it my kids know how to ski but there's no reason why I couldn't call in Jessica I'd be like, hey, carry your kids. Let's go together (laughs) and teach our kids to ski together and not feel like I have to do this alone because you don't have to do it alone. That's insanity. Let my kid. Oh, you have no idea. So I used to, I live very close to New York City. And when you go down the Hudson River along the island of New York, it's a whole big bike path. It's awesome. Now, so now it is, by the way. Now it right. is. Right. No, no, no. I know. But when, when my I was growing up, up, it was, new. It was right. not. <laughs> no, I know. So my, so I was in a biking. My girls were in a biking. I bought a bike rack, put it on the back of the car. And then I borrowed a tow, a hitch from my girlfriend to put on the back of my bicycle because my son was five and not really biking, certainly not down the West Side Highway. So I schlep in two kids' bicycles, my bicycle, and the hitch for the back of my bicycle for my son to sit on. And we haul ass down to the Intrepid. And my son's like, my legs are tired. I want to go home. I'm like, well, we got like 70 blocks to go, buddy. So <laughs> yeah. mama's going to pick it in and drag you back while you sit you know, in the back as a man of leisure on the hitch of the bike. But I didn't have to do these things alone for my kids to have great experiences with me, but I put a lot of pressure on myself to do it because I wanted my weekends to be really awesome and super memorable. And they remember all of it, 
But they also would have remembered if we rode the bikes around the block right. in town and didn't have to get in the car and do all of these things. Right. Like, right. You don't have to be super mom. You don't have to be super anything. You just right. have to be engaged with your kids, right. interested, and, and make a day of it. I put way too much pressure on myself to do like above and beyond things, which I did, because if you really want to and you're, you get there like me, you, you will master, but didn't have <laughs> to do that. You don't have to do right. everything. You right. really appreciate the small things. It's so funny. My son is a sophomore in college and he had to write a paper like a month ago. And he ended up writing a paper on when he was in like fifth grade and I was reading him the Harry Potter series. Wow, and good. we would read a chapter a night. And I really had no interest in Harry Potter, but I really wanted him to read it because everybody was raving about it. And I was yeah. like, he needs to like, be familiar with this book series. And then, of course, I got really into it. So we like read the whole series. And he, and it's fine. Like, I mean, it was nice for me. I would come home. I was so tired. You know, you have no free time. And now it's like, you got to spend 40 minutes reading a whole chapter of Harry Potter. But I did it like literally almost every right. night for however Good. long. And, and he wrote a paper recently about that and about like that, how special that was that we would like snuggle up together in bed. Like I couldn't even believe that he remembered it. So for everyone out there listening, it's so true. Like you don't have to necessarily be the super mom who's going to, you know, be able to motivate and do all these things. No, like, you're just probably like, all I had to do was sit in bed and read a book with him and you freaking schlepped into you your, schlepped your I, was, I was never going to be that active anyway, <laughs> but for everybody else. <laughs> it really is the little things. Same girl. That they remember. You would be very surprised. It is just about those few yeah. special moments, yeah. and those will be your your single parent moments, like in a yeah. good way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They they really remember the time that that we connect with them, whether it's on the back of a bike or you know, it, like they just they just they just need that connection with us. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. God, love you, th. I swear to. God. That just sounds like the most idea. Listen, if I had three kids, I would just be like, okay, here's a room. Yeah. Here's some toys. I can't see the great day out of the house. Great day. I on another podcast we'll go into it or we'll just talk to you another time. But Jessica and I went on a girls' trip all at in Squaw Valley and it was through REI. So I was super excited for hiking and biking and blah, 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 blah. I didn't blah. quite listen to the description. But Jessica and I that. have been to Canyon Ranch together, which was a very different experience than where I was taking her without air conditioning. And so tell her this, tell them the story about your conversation with your mom about the trip. We like get on the trip and it's like all about like you're choosing from all the activities. It's like, are you going mountain climbing? Are you going mountain biking? Are you hiking? Are you, you know, doing Yoga, all these things, repelling. whatever. And I, and I was like, wait, but what, but where are the spa treatments? Yeah. Like, where, right. Where's where my, I would like to have a massage. massage. Like, I can go on a hike, but then after that, like, aren't I going to get a massage after that? So I was telling my mom, like this trip is not what I thought it was. I did not read the fine print here. My mother was like, you can't be friends with TH anymore. <laughs> She's not really your friend. friend. She set you up. You, got, you really have to dump her. <laughs> and meanwhile, she oh repelled God. down a sheet of rock, and I was shitting I totally in my pants and couldn't do it. Yes, and she almost fell off a bicycle, but she stayed on. So she really was she was empowered by it. But you listen, ass, Jessica, that I am, and she'll never go away with sure me did. again. So there well, I'll go away to a spa, <laughs> to Canyon Ranch. I'll go to Canyon Ranch. Listen, ladies, I will I will join you in Canyon Ranch. But you know, come on. But also, you know, to that 
point, like in all seriousness, right? Like this is the way that we do stretch ourselves beyond what we think we're capable of when we become, you know, sometimes I hesitate to use the word single parent because I do think there's a difference between divorced parent and a single parent. Um, Right. And so because I do believe like single parents, like don't have any backup. They don't have support, child support. They don't have child support. They don't have like whatever. They don't have another parent to like pass them off to. Um, But like when you, uh, when you get divorced and you are, you know, parenting all alone um, on a weekend and there's no backup and there's right. You, you build a level of resilience that some, you know, very often we didn't know we had. You know, because you never need because you never needed it. That's right. That's right. And so, you know what? Like Jessica repelling down the mountain. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) That has nothing to do with your kids. Twice, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. She can go again. Amazing. Yeah, she did, she did not do it. it. Yeah, she brings you yeah. on. I did it, but I did not write it. Vacation and then doesn't do the adventure. No, right. I did the adventure, <laughs> but I will never do it again. Yeah, I will yeah. never. It's true, you do build different skills in yourself, and and we've yeah. talked about this before. Like you surprise yourself in so many ways, like things that you couldn't, in air quotes, do before. Mostly because you didn't have to. Right. So right. you weren't putting in the time or the effort to try to do those things. And then you find yourself in situations where you do have to. And you're like, oh my God, I fucking did that. Right. That's like, right. I lifted the table. Well, that, I lifted that is, the fucking I table. Lifted the t- and I'm telling you, like, that was a really poignant moment for me. Like, even now, like, when I think back to that, like, I have no idea how I did that. And, and you do it. You do, you do what it. you have to do. And from then on, I had a better emergency plan moving forward because of that. Right. So but the point of this is to get you an emergency plan before that. I mean, there's nothing you could have done. Of course. But no. you, you would have a call Life list. throws you curveballs right. for sure. That's you can right. never be That's fully right. prepared for, for everything, everything. But right. you can do your best to be prepared as much as you can. Yeah. And then right. use that and then understand that you are going to grow and develop these other skills that are going to make you so much stronger. You're going to have so much more courage yeah. because you know you have to do it. You don't and have you the can option. Do it. And then you can do, right. do anything. The truth is you could do anything you put your mind to, but we want you to have a safety plan for the things that you're not going to think about because your emotions are running crazy. You're overwhelmed by the process and business of divorce. Your, ch- your friend group is changing. And so let's give you a plan here so that you know that you are somewhat prepared for possible, you know, things mm-hmm. coming your way, the more common. Absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. Are there so, any others that you can think of that were, I, I will just mention, like, I know we brought up um, the episodes about like toolbox divas, but even be- years before that, like when I had my own apartment, when I, we got divorced yeah. and, and I had my own apartment, one of the thir- first things that I had the foresight to buy was a toolbox. 100%. I bought a pink toolbox. Of course. Okay. With pink handled tools, and I still have it today. It's 15 years old. Is it and collecting it's like, dust? No, no, because you know what? I use it several you times. Use it, 100. Like, you know, I need the oh, screwdriver. Yeah. I need the Phillips head. You yeah. need to know the difference of those things. But I would just say, like, you know, you may learn how to use your tools. house, and you're moving out, or he's moving out. So he's probably taking the toolbox. So, right. like, things to think about that you that you might actually need. I'm pretty sure yeah. my ex didn't ever have a toolbox, and he probably doesn't now, but. 
Yeah, yeah. listen to that but, other episode uh, and, and have a plan to some degree. My, my mother was, you know, the OG single mom, full-time single mom. And she asked for a drill for Christmas for like a good five, six years. Every time we needed to drill anything, she would have to go downstairs and borrow it from Bob Brewer on the first floor and bring it upstairs. And like, literally every time she's like, Oh, I need a drill. She's like, why does anybody get me a drill for Christmas? I just want a drill for Christmas. And she kept asking for a drill for Christmas. And finally, like my godfather was like, you really want a drill for like, that's what you want for Christmas. Like I get, and she's like, yeah, I literally give me a fucking drill. <laughs> and she did. Finally, finally she got that drill when I was maybe like nine or 10. Let me tell you that thing died last year. It died in my hands. So funny. Absolutely. Because then she was like, then I don't have to go downstairs and borrow it from Bob every single time I need to drill something. Right? Like, ridiculous. But good for her that she knew Bob and and was able to at least ask him for that. Because think about all of the people out there and even a lot of you who may be listening. Like, if you don't know people and you don't have people to ask for certain things, you know, you you just want to make sure that you have a system or support system around you. The only other thing I would say is is know the basic workings of your car, because if it overheats, you're on the side of the road. I mean, a flat tire is like, you can see that. I don't know. That's what AAA is for. (laughs) I know, but make sure you have your AAA card in your car. Make sure your insurance is up to date. Make sure your license is up to date. Date. Don't let those things slide. Make sure you're right. taking care of yourself, going for your physicals. Make sure you're doing all of your things That's so right. that you can also show up for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And listen, you know, this is the other thing is like when you have medical emergencies, right? Like I've had, I'm having surgery next week, right? Like we, like the amount of planning that I'm yeah. having to do because I, I know in advance, right? But like, what if, right? What if I, you know, God forbid it was not a planned surgery. It was like an emergency, you know, an emergency surgery and you've got your kid and like, who's going to, who's going to come in and stay with you and like, make sure you get your pain medicine and all of those things. Like you've got to have your person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or or groups like uh, my mother would never be someone who I I've had multiple surgeries in the last few years. And I specifically said I didn't want I didn't want her there. So make sure you surround yourself with people who are going to have a calming effect. Yes. Like my boyfriend was there. My my best friends were there. Those Mm -hmm. were the people who were around me. So pick your people. If you know you're having uh, surgery and stuff like that, they'll go get you food. They'll get your medication. They'll check on you through the day. It's really important. Yep. Meal train. Meal train, man. Do not, you know, I think the, I think the, you know, one of the takeaways here too is we have to be willing to ask for help. You literally can't do it alone. No. You literally can't. Um, You know, staring down the barrel of having the surgery, I'm going to be one-legged for two months. What are you doing? I twisted, I sprained my ankle really badly and I tore basically everything. So I have to have my, my ankle reconstructed basically. And so I'm not going to be able to put weight on it for two months. And so I've been like, okay, like I, I surrender. Right. And I, and I set up my own meal train. Don't wait for someone to do it for you. Set up your own damn meal train. And I've got, you know, friends bringing me food every day. 
Great. Yeah. Great. It's you hard know? to do. It's hard for a lot of us out there to actually be able to ask for that kind of help. It but is you're so totally hard. Right, Kate. Like, yeah. you have to. And also, even if it's hard for you to ask, when people do offer, it's okay say to say yes. 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 Say yes. Right. Unless they're toxic yes. people you don't want around. That's right. Right. But and with your kids too, like if you're overwhelmed at work and you need help and it's your day, it's okay to ask for help and you don't have to ask. You know, if it's your time, you can set up a play date. You can have your parents, you can have your uh -huh. sister, your, whoever. Yeah. Um, if you're uncomfortable, you know, switching up your parenting plan, you need that list of people, you know, secured and for give sure. them a heads up that they're on that list. That's right. We were never meant to do this alone. No, that's right. Kudos to those who do. Yes, that's they don't right. Have, there's no other that's option. Right. Right. There's no other option. But I mean, when I say we weren't meant to do this alone, I don't mean like without husbands. I mean without the village. Without a right? village. Yeah. Without the village and the community. We need yeah. a community. Um, shout out to my neighbor who is like, you know, she's also a divorced mom and she's got two kids. And we just, you know, we just... Are awesome. always the, I'll I'll wake up and she's like, "There's breakfast on your porch." Oh, <laughs> I mean, love her. She's amazing. Th and Jessica, thank you so much. I think this is really, really, really insightful and really important information for people to have. So, tell us what that episode was again. What number on? It's Tamisha Porcher. Uh huh. And it it's on divorce, etc., which is on season all podcast platforms. Season two, episode 10, 10, the most important things you need in the house after divorce when you're living okay. alone. Okay. So she is phenomenal. She's on YouTube, but listen to this because we list the top items that you need to know about, locate, and have in your house. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the Divorce Etc. podcast, if you're not listening, head on over there. So TH and Jessica, tell everyone where they can find you. And all amazing things, ex-experts. Ex I mean, that's really it. Like online, our website is xexperts.com. It's just all spelled out, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. And then on all social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's all just at xexperts. So come check us out. We have tons of free resources, tips, advice that we give every day. Um, you know, you'll get the information you need with a smile. Yeah. And when you DM and email us, email us, it's actually us answering, responding right. to everything. Um, if you visit our website, make sure you grab your free divorce rule book that we wrote of the things that we wish we knew. And there are definitely rules that you should follow if you are through the process and moving beyond. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thanks, you. Katie. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.